welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast on this sensational Sunday. Amen. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Bev, and you got a special scripture that we have every day. Different one, but every day. We have our Do Not Fear scripture for the day, and this one is one that we quote often. Yes, we do. So it resonated that this is a great Sunday to quote it. Exodus 14, 13. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. That is a hallelujah scripture of do not fear and be afraid. It absolutely is. Today's call, we're going to talk about seven questions for you about money. We're going to get straight to the point. You need more money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be provocative, presumptuous, even prophetic. But the fact is, you need more money. That's a true statement. Whoever you are, you need more money. I know that's a true statement, even if you won't admit it. We're going to discuss why you need more money, and secondly, how you can get more money. I want to ask you a question. Do you need answers in your life? Do you need answers in your life? Ecclesiastes 10.19, 10.19. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. The New International Version of that scripture, Ecclesiastes 10.19, says, Money is the answer for everything. Money certainly provides solutions and has tremendous power to change situations. But money is neither good nor bad. It just reveals the character of the person who has it. That's right. Human nature is fascinating. People have money but feel guilty and uncomfortable about their wealth. Then there are those who don't have money but continually criticize and contend those who do. Isaiah 60 verse 5, 60 verse 5 says, Then you shall see and become radiant, and your heart shall swell with joy, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you, the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. Get this down now. Mm-hmm. Money allows us to become more effective in everything we do. I'm going to say that again. That's good. Money allows us to be more effective in everything we do. And see, money is just an extension of who you are. We suggest that you read and continually ponder the power and wisdom of Joshua 1.8, Joshua 1.8, classic amplified Bible, where it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that's written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, Then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Mm. Prosperity is definitely a result of success. If you wanted to be poor, and well, the verse would have said, "For then you are, then for then you shall barely get by, have just enough. Then you shall deal wisely and depend on other people to take care of you." Mm. I don't like that that one at all. I don't either. So here's the question: Why? Would God promise prosperity and success if he preferred for us to reign poor and broke? The love of money is an attitude. 
Here are seven questions to help you know whether or not you love money. Mm. Number one, do you know who really owns the money in your pocket, your bank account, or maybe your investment account? Deuteronomy 10.14. Deuteronomy 10.14 in the classic Amplified Bible says, Behold, the heavens and the heaven of the heavens belong to the Lord your God, the earth also with all that is in it and on it. And Psalm 24.1, Psalm 24.1 says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. New Living Translation of Psalm 24.1 says it extremely clear. Clearly, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. And in Job 41.11, Job 41.11, New Living Translation, it says, Who has given me anything that I need to pay back? Everything under heaven is mine. That's the Lord God speaking. So understanding that God owns everything clarifies our thinking and keeps us from making inaccurate and unscriptural assumptions about the things that we, quote, own in this life. Number two, what is your reaction to giving? Are you the kind of person who says, I'm not going to give them anything for Christmas because they didn't give me anything last year? <laughs> when it's time to receive God from your church, what is your response? Do you love it or do you react? Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 6.21. 6.21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If your treasure is giving, then your heart leaps toward it when given the opportunity. But Matthew 6.21, this time in the Message Bible says, it's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is, is the place where you most want to be and end up being. Your giving reflects the place you must want to be. Now here's the bottom line. You will end up being there. One last question for us to ponder before we move to point three. Do excuses or justifications come into our mind when it's time to give? Mm. Number three, do you resent what other people have? You know, when we start resenting the fact that somebody else has something that we don't, we're in serious trouble. That's right. Because the problem is that's the love of money. It causes people to resent others who have it. Envy is a very judgmental and detrimental, you know, and resentful, you know, when you're resentful of other people's wealth. It really identifies a person with a love of money. Yes. One of the major keys of manifesting blessings in our own life is to rejoice with those who rejoice and over the blessings that other people have. And if somebody gets something, then we can rejoice because we know ours is not far off. That's right. Because God's word works. It does. When we work his word. Number four, are you taking shortcuts, dishonest deals, and tax avoidance? is not only evidence of a love of money, but it also brings a curse. Jeremiah 17.11, 17.11, New Living Translation. Like a bird that hatches eggs, she is not laid. So are those who get their wealth by unjust means. Sooner or later, they'll lose their riches, and at the end of their lives, will become poor old fools. Wow. wow. Jeremiah 17.11 again, this time in the King James Version. So he that get his riches... And not by right, 
shall leave them in the midst of his days, and at his end shall be a fool. So what's right? Seed time and harvest. That's right. Number five, do you hold on to things too tightly? Did you ever hear the story of the man, I love this, who held on to George Washington so tightly that he started to cry? Which, by the way, George Washington is the president who goes has gone to church more than any other throughout the generations. That's right. So true. That's it. That's what's often given. So another question. Are you the type of person who will drive 20 minutes to save $2 without thinking about what it even cost in gas to drive there? Do not withhold money when you have the opportunity to bless because you think that you'll need it let later. Here are two scriptures that prove it and that you should claim and live by. Proverbs 11, 24 and 25. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 and 25. I want you to get that. This is in the New Living Translation. Give freely and become more wealthy. Be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Hallelujah. And Psalm 37, 21. Psalm 37, 21 in the Message Bible says, Wicked borrows and never returns. Righteous gives and gives. Generous gets it all in the end. Stingy is cut off at the pass. That tells you something. It does. Number six, how do you react when you've been taken advantage of? I love this story. Roberto de Vincenzo, a golfer from Argentina, beautifully displayed one of the best attitudes years ago. After he won the Masters Golf Tournament, he was denied the coveted green jacket. I say he won it because he had the lowest score at the end of the four days. But his playing partner, who kept the score, had inadvertently written that he'd made a five and uh, on one hole, when in reality, he made a four. DiVincenzo signed the card, and when an incorrect card is signed, the player is disqualified. He had not cheated, but the rules did. What was his reaction when he learned that he was disqualified? Did he blame his playing partner? No. He said he made a stupid mistake. He accepted full responsibility himself. That's what kind of man he was. Sometime later, even since I won another tournament, after they gave him the check, he spent a good time in the dressing room because he was in no particular hurry. When he got out to the parking lot, it was empty, except for a young woman. She approached him saying she didn't have a job. Her sick baby was at the point of death, and she didn't have the money to pay the hospital or the doctors. Even since I signed his tournament check, his winnings, over to the young woman and went on his way. The next week he was at a country club. One of the PGA officials told him that he'd been the victim of a fraud, that the woman didn't have a baby, was not even married. DiVincenzo said, you mean there's not a sick baby at all? The official said, that's right. DiVincenzo said, you've just given me the best news I've heard all year. Wow. Wow. Talk about character. Mm. Number seven, is money too high on your agenda? We don't need to be ruled by or live according to money alone, obviously. 
Prosperity is about so much more than money itself. God wants us to be prosperous in every area of our lives, spiritual, family, financial, physical, mental, and social. Prosperity is not what we have. Prosperity is what has us. It's true. When we recognize money is just a tool to help us accomplish the things God's called us to do for the kingdom, then we've taken the first step in being able to be released from the hold of money on us. That's so true, honey, and so good. Wow. That is a truth. We could talk a lot more about this. But that's some good things to meditate on. It is. It really is. Join us tonight. That's it. 6 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. for Rich Thoughts TV. That's it. It's on Facebook Live at Brother Harold, 6 p.m. It's about 30-minute, 27-minute program. This one tonight's going to bless you. It is. It, it may even make you jump up and down and shout and run around the place. <laughs> yeah. But I also want to say a big thank you. To everybody who made my birthday very special this week. Yeah, he's had a week celebration. I have. It's not over yet. i got three more days. Oh, he <laughs> wants to keep on celebrating. He That's likes it. to go for a I couple I celebrate weeks. my birthday. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, baby. The 36th anniversary of my 39th birthday. Think about that. You made mm-hmm. it super special. Thank you. Well, until tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern and every morning at 8.30, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, Bye-bye. we do.